Welcome everyone, this is Sasha of SashaTalks.com. Today we have the pleasure of welcoming a wise soul beyond his years. Learn how he embraced his higher calling through navigating his journey as an actor, a director, an entrepreneur, and foremost, a family man. I have the privilege of welcoming him to share his story. Welcome Josh Carey to Moving Mountains. I appreciate that, Sasha. Really happy to be here. You happen to be the host of The Hidden Entrepreneur, and I know that the premise of it touches upon you at one point, metaphorically wearing a mask. What did you think society expected of you? Oh, my goodness. What a great, big, deep question. I love it so much. Um, Well, obviously, I'm only able to answer this now much in retrospect because growing up, I felt like society expected next to nothing from me. Now, I, am, I have become a mature-er enough adult to realize that there's, there's so much in that that I was, I was missing because I came into the world thinking that nobody cares, nobody likes me, nobody has, has any desire to listen to what I say. So what happens when you take on that belief, as you know, is that you go out into the world consciously or subconsciously and you wind up attracting the very people, opportunities and circumstances that validate it. So it's so ironic and backwards because you think that you want to go out and look for the opposite. Like, oh, nobody likes me. Nobody cares what I have to say. Oh, but I'll show them. But for me as a child and really through much of my adulthood, I just wound up satisfying that belief and attracting the people who validated it for me. So I thought nobody, nobody expected anything from me, and that's exactly what I wound up giving them. And until I was able to confidently say, wait a minute, why in the world am I doing this? So they, on the outside, might not expect anything of me or from me, but that's not their concern. I have so much to offer. I'm not going to go out and look for somebody to say, kid, I expect a lot from you. Show me what you've got. And that's exactly what I was desperately seeking. Somebody, anybody to just say that, to give me that in, that opening, that permission to say, I could see right through you. You have a lot to offer. Why don't you show me? I never did until I said, wait a minute, I'm that person. I have to come forward first and show the world. And then they're able to respond and say, hey, I see, and I approve, and I like. You're wonderful. When we come into the world, we come as a clean slate. So was there a person or an event that instilled that belief that nothing is expected of you? 
Well, I don't know how fair this is, but I certainly came into the world um, through my mother and then through my family, uh, my, my father, who um, was somewhat uh, absent most of my upbringing. And then I have two older brothers that they weren't really really around or showed an interest in me either. So just coming into the world in that environment was my first outlook into, hmm, nobody really is giving me attention or the time of day, so that must be what I'm worth and what I'm about. So let me go and, and just validate that belief for a while. In one of your speaking engagements, you touch upon that becoming a father also was a turning point in your path that pushed you to actualize who you've become today. Hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you weren't a father, and I'm sure you can't imagine your life any other way today, do That's you right. believe that another event or experience would have sooner or later prompted you to embrace entrepreneurship? It's also a really good question I'm not often asked. Um, I, I'm of the, I, I firmly believe that all, all in the right timing, everything happens for a reason. I became a father at 39, uh, and it, it still took me even a few years from that moment to, to get the message and to get the point of, oh, okay, I don't want to continue living like this, uh, especially in the eyes through my children. They're looking back. I have, a, I have a seven-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son today, and early on, they're looking back at me like I'm the child in this circle, and I, I got that clearly. And I said, you know what? I've always wanted to be a father. I always thought I even might be good at it. I'd enjoy it. I'm not going to mess it up. I'm not going to continue to go on uh, having them grow up with that kind of father, somebody who's angry, miserable, depressed, lost, fearful, because you know how that would wind up. If they spend all their time seeing that, they could easily become that. And I didn't want my children, especially uh, you know, as young as they are, going forward into the future, seeking approval. So I said, you know what? I'm better than this. I've always been better than this. So I have to now make the choice, take the responsibility, become a bit more mature that I've always known I'm capable of. And now is the time. So would something else have happened if I've never became a father? Possibly but it wouldn't have come anytime soon. I spent the the better part of 40-plus years living less than my ability, and it took the children at that time. So possibly something could have come along. I'm I'm hoping that I, I would have woken up and could have found the way sooner or later, but who knows? Well, I'm glad that you're here among us. Josh, you've also contributed to acting and directing. What were your initial intentions when you pursued those crafts? Well, I'd like to believe that I loved the craft for what it was and is, the creative nature and self-expression. And I say that because today I'm able to embrace and indulge and engage in all things creative. And I know that... For me, life is, is best when you have freedom to create, 
freedom to express on every and any level. That's what gives me the passion, the energy, and the motivation to go out and to continue to do what I'm able to do best. But back in the day, I wound up getting bit by the acting bug in eighth grade and shortly thereafter made the decision to say, well, I'm going to dedicate my life to this. And the reason was not noble. The reason was because in eighth grade, I was cast as the comic relief. And that's the person responsible for, for making the audience laugh. And I did that, and I did it well, and it was the first time that I was getting attention in that kind of a way. And I said, my goodness, people are laughing at what I'm doing. There's a sense of approval in this that I think might be my salvation, my path out. There's somebody who's going to probably approve through laughter in this arena that I'm going to feel safe enough to express, which is exactly what I spent my lifetime hiding. So I set out, I say, well, I'm going to pursue a life on the stage and in film and in the arts and look for the applause, look, look for enough of the appreciation, the admiration, this positive attention that flips the switch internally and gives me that sense of strength and ability to finally express in the way that I know I'm capable of. Uh, so I spent 15 years doing that. Um, but, you know, it, it really becomes a drug because it's not the way out. It's not how it works best. After the curtain comes down or the camera shuts off, uh, I go home and I'm just as, you know, emotionally depressed and angry and sad and often crying in the corner and still not satisfied. So it doesn't work no matter how many people are applauding you on the outside. So until, through the eyes of my children, mirroring back squ squarely and clearly for me who I was and how I've been, the change doesn't happen from an external approval. It only happens when you are willing and able and ready to take an honest look inside and say, all right, I see the error of my ways. I see what I've been doing that have been holding me back. Let me figure out why that is. Let me see what I can do just a little bit differently to get a little bit different of a result. And slowly but surely, personally speaking, I've gotten that. And every day I just try to improve a little thing of myself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and slowly but surely it compounds on itself and I get to express myself as confidently as I possibly can today. I'm glad that you touched upon self-development because often people happen to come up with a long list of reasons for why their life is a certain way and they're expecting everything outside of them to change to fix mm. allegedly what is needing attention within them. In your opinion, what is that one virtue that Josh has that you take a lot of pride in today because of all of the self-development that you've done? It's stepping up, speaking up in in authentic voice as much as you have to and, and as often as possible. What that means is I spent all of my life reserving the very skill, talent, and ability that I knew full well I was capable of expressing and achieving. So now the virtue 
is going forward with whatever needs to be said or done among any sort of fear or resistance, even through that. And that's what they say is the definition of courage, right? Working through uh, taking action in spite of any fear or hesitation. Uh, And that's all it's about. And the more you do that, what's incredible, the more you get the result that you thought you would get the opposite of. So the more you take the action and try things and do things and reach out to people and put things into play, the more you do that, the more often you are going to get the evidence that it works tremendously well. And then over time, that compounds and builds on itself, and you can go and do more and more of it because you're experiencing growth and the evidence of it, and there's momentum, and oh my goodness, there's new opportunity. And then you just get to stack it and stack it and stack it because you took the action in spite of any fear or concern that was present to begin with. As we work on self-development, it also enhances our performance in our professional lives. So as we transition into entrepreneurship, were you in a position, did you have any apprehension before taking that step? For example, when entrepreneurship came into my life, I was already at a place where I had nothing to lose, but why not try it out? Or why not, it wasn't try it out, just act upon it. What was your experience like? Well, I, I always found myself in, engaged in a, in a position of entrepreneurship. Um, when I was uh, in my acting and film career, in between auditions, I had to make ends meet, and I was drawn early on to the Internet. For me, it wasn't first uh, a, um, a desire for, for money or entrepreneurship, actually. I was looking for community. I needed to take what I wasn't getting through the stage, because we've already established that you don't get the approval externally. So I thought, well, the Internet might be a great place for me to, to gather people and get the approval that I so desperately want and need. So I'm going to look for community. And I started building websites around that and started building, uh, building products and services inadvertently around that for my end result of let me just get people into my, into my awareness, into my world here that I could, I could rely on. Hopefully they'll give me the approval and I, I created websites and products and services uh, through that. So I then found myself as an entrepreneur, and that really didn't pay off monetarily speaking and, of course, emotionally speaking, because I, again, wasn't my best self. I wasn't bringing a healthy version to the table. I was looking at it backwards. I was hoping that I could attract somebody that saw the best in me that would say, hey, I see the best in you. Come on out with that. Show the world that. And it doesn't work like that. So I, I then liked the entrepreneur role. I liked the other freedom that it gave me because I never was drawn to a corporate or nine-to-five world. So I just started investigating that path. And I said, well, this is, this is my own business here. If that business didn't work or that pursuit didn't work, 
again, still looking for the external approval, let me try it in this light. Let me, let, let me take this skill that I have and put it out there. Maybe somebody will acknowledge it. And through that, uh, I find myself, again, as an entrepreneur. And I'm like, well, what I'm doing on paper is an entrepreneur. And I just kept doing it. And uh, a few years ago, I found myself at the peak of my, my, my most miserable state. I was running a digital marketing agency, and I was attracting the, the worst kinds of clients and opportunities and scenarios ever. And I wondered why. And now looking back, it's because that's who I was, and that's who I was attracting and what I was about. Um, so then, and that's, that's the time that it, it resonated and, and it, you know, slapped me in the face that, hey, your kids are here watching. You can't continue to do this. And one of the first moves I made while getting myself in a better position was to remove myself from that business. And I said, well, I got to start fresh. I got to start anew. And um, that's when I went and created what is today the hidden entrepreneur, started as my personal brand. I said, basically, well, I'm, I'm ready to not, not wear that mask and not conceal my best ability anymore. So I was the hidden entrepreneur, uh, and, and that's going to be the brand. And then I've since created the the uh, podcast around it, and now I've I've created a handful of very successful businesses around that and through that simply because I'm taking the action and I'm stepping into my best version of self, and I'm no longer reserving my my capability and my ability. And more importantly, I'm no longer looking for the approval of anybody and everybody else to say, yeah, I see what you can do. Come on and do more of it. Here's your, here's your green light to do more of that. No, I'm taking that green light and I'm saying, hey, here's what I have. Here's who I am. Here's what I'm capable of. Who likes this? Who wants in? And you wind up attracting into your world the very people you couldn't have imagined, the very people who didn't take notice before because they just literally couldn't. Thank you for making that specific point because even from my own experiences, once our own self-development shifts, it also shifts the type of people that want to engage us professionally. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. speaking of that, what was the most challenging part of sustaining your self-development through entrepreneurship so far? Well, in the beginning, my, my, my biggest fear was that if I start expressing my full capability, my fear was that the people that I was already attracting, um, they're, going to, they're going to become a little insecure if they see me doing such incredible work. And that insecurity that I might spark within them, they might retaliate against me and shoot me back down. And I didn't feel that I had initially the strength to stand up and stick up for myself should anybody say anything to me about it or you know, make me feel less than capable through my efforts. So I avoided it. But when I was ready and willing and able to step into it and start 
coming to light with it, I said, well, I'm going to align myself with even just one person, a mentor, a coach, a friend, a colleague, somebody that I can take comfort in, that I could rely on out of the gate, that when I start expressing my best self, should something happen, should somebody come to the table and try to shoot me back down, I'll know that I can, I have one person in my corner that I can rely on, somebody I could trust, somebody that can help me get through it. And I found that person as a mentor, and I started working with him for a while to, to get my brand and um, services underway. And I took comfort in that. And I thought, okay, well, here we go. And I never looked back. And slowly but surely, because I was expressing my best self, and therefore when you do, you attract who you are, just like all of my life I attracted the worst of the worst because that's who I was inside. But now on the flip side, I'm only attracting these very people who are loving, caring, powerful, supportive In other words, the same person I am on the inside bringing out into the world. And that's just the win-win. So there's no negative effect in doing this because I don't even consider and therefore I don't see any of would-be toxic or negative people or circumstances because I'm not focusing on them. And I've already, I've already attracted a great number of powerful people on different different levels, different relationships, different scenarios that I feel are in absolute support of who I am and what I do, that I, I think of them all in a force field circle around me that are giving me the continual strength to do what I'm continuing to do, and nobody can penetrate that. So changing gears, because Sasha Tufts also focuses on the human condition and human relationships, what is one piece of advice in how you navigate relationships now, given who you are, as an entrepreneur, as a family man, as a friend? Yeah, um, you've, you've heard it before. You have to, you have to be yourself And that's even broadly speaking, because first you have to identify what that even means. Who am I as my best self, right? Because we know who you are or could be today, but is that the very person that is to the best of your capability and potential? So you have to first learn to care so much less of what people are going to think. And that was the big eye-opener for me. I gave such important weight and energy to, oh, my God, what are they going to think? Are they going to like me? How is this going to look? What are they going to say? Am I going to look silly? You, and, and, you know, w- when you're overcome with those thoughts, you do absolutely nothing. And even the moves you do make, they're reserved, they're calculated, they're minuscule because you are not expressing and exercising your true ability and capability because you care of an outcome that most likely is never going to happen anyway. And even if it does, who cares? What does it matter what others think? As long as you know what your motives are, what your goals are, what your desires are, this is your life. And through the eyes of my children, you think life moves fast 
as you get older, without children for me, moved fast. But now with kids, my goodness, that puts everything into a whole new perspective that I'm like, okay, I just turned 46 this year, which surprises me. I'm like, okay, best case scenario, my life is half over. If I live into my 90s, that's a great celebrated life. Nobody's going to think that that's tragic. That's wonderful. So if best case, my life is half over, life moves so darn quickly, I want every minute on this earth to be with my children as long as it can be, which means there is no time to waste. So I found that reason for me. I found that motivation. So now that is such a part of my reason, my motivation, my strength, my path, that all I need to do is remember that, that I'm on borrowed time here. We're all on borrowed time. It's going to be over in the blink of an eye, even best case scenario. So if that's the case, there's no time to waste. I don't care what you think. It's not about what you think. Don't concern yourself with what I'm doing. Trust that I've already put in the work, the thought, the roadmap. So any action I'm taking is for me, right? It's to serve. It's dialed in to the reason that I'm here and the legacy that I want to live and bring and leave in this life. So if you can figure out how you're going to spend the remaining years we have on this earth, which when I talk about this, some people might think it's dark and morbid. I think it's vibrant, light, and energizing because it puts things into immediate, current, now, present perspective for me to say, you have no time to waste. Make it happen now. And that switch, that flip, was all it took for me to say, got it. I have, just like you have, just like we all have, we can do anything. You've heard it before. Why have you heard it before? Because it's true. There's nothing holding you back. Only you're holding you back. If you want to, fine, then live that way. For me, I found the reason to get out of that. Enjoy the life we have here and now because that's all we have. And that's what I do. Josh, you touch upon action items. What is one habit you observe that people need to stop engaging in immediately? They need to drop that habit. The belief that others care uh, so much more about you than you think. In other words, giving so much weight and, and validity to, oh, my God, what are they going to think? That's backwards you have to find the way out. I admit it is not always easy, but it is possible. Find the way that you can work through that because it is a habit, right? Our thoughts and patterns and feelings and actions, all habits, all habitual. What we repeatedly tell ourselves is a habit. So if you can find the way out of that, if you can break free from that and start to tap into what you are capable of because you do not care what people are going to think, find your own reason. If it's reading a book to get to a place of knowledge, of you know, uh, watching, studying, reading, training, practicing, doing, finding what it is to say, okay, I got it. For me, it might be meditation and then going into that. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's 
eating better, sleeping better. Maybe it's engaging better, talking better, speaking better. And I mean the words you use to others, to yourself, about others, about yourself. So there you go. Self-development leads to professional development. Are there any business gurus that you like to follow? Yeah, um, uh, I mean, uh, Tony Robbins comes to mind on a big level. I just love his, um, his style. I love his uh, energy. I love his message. So, yeah, I'm a fan of his. Okay, I think we are both fans of his. And as we wrap things up, you referenced in our chat that you host PodMax. Could you please mm-hmm. share with audiences of what it is and how they can get involved? Absolutely. Thanks for asking, Sasha. So basically, my, my business today is PodMax. And what that is, is uh, it includes an all-day experience for entrepreneurs to come in. It's now a virtual setting, naturally. Uh, it started out as a live in-person event, but today the entrepreneur comes in and experiences this in an all-day virtual setting where we give you the chance to record as a guest on multiple top shows in your industry, all in the course of one day. And each hour, you rotate into a different virtual room with a new show host, and you record the episode. In between the recordings, you experience a workshop or master class, plenty of networking, and a keynote speaker. So we bring the best of a conference feel to the table as well. Now, we've seen that this is a great way for any entrepreneur to to get their message out far and wide. But what we noticed is not everybody is up to speed in communicating, identifying, or delivering that message. So through the PodMax experience, we also give you a training and education media class where we work with you in small groups to really help you prepare for these recordings. So we make sure that you are dialed in and tuned in to your message, and you know the sound bites, you know the stories, you know the positioning, you know how you're going to show up on the day that the uh, virtual recordings take place the best that you can. And we help you in every way communicate, identify, and practice your meaningful message. Josh Carey, I love your energy and your insights. Please let audiences know how they could get hold of you. Well, thank you for saying that. The, my, my website is joshcarey.com, and that's really the fork in the road. You can find everything that we spoke about today in some form or another. You can listen and watch my podcast episodes. You can find links to all my social and hit me up on your preferred platform. Thank you, Josh, for joining us on Moving Mountains. For anyone with questions or insights, you're welcome to also go to SashaTalks.com and send us a message. Until next time. Be good, be safe, be blessed.